Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, dear wives and mothers. Here I am with you again, and today I have a guest with me. Well, she's not a guest. She's one of my wonderful friends, Alison Hartman. And Alison was on my podcast way back about 18 months ago, and uh, here they are staying with us again. In fact, they've stayed with us since then, but we never kind of got together doing a podcast, did we? But today we're going to do another podcast together. Alison and her husband, Daniel, and the family are all here because on Monday they are going off to Israel uh, with Sam and Serene. Uh, They had planned to take their two oldest daughters to Israel. And when Sam and Serene heard that they were doing that, they said, oh, we're going to come with you and we'll take our two oldest daughters because the girls are all about the same age and you're just going to have such an amazing time. You're going to be staying uh, in in Jerusalem, aren't you, Mm. and going out from there. So wonderful. Well, anyway, for those of you who don't know Alison, Alison is the mother of 10 children soon to have number 11. Yes. In fact, in March, uh, they will be expecting their, they will be having their 11th baby. And uh, her children, ah, let me give you their names. Don't you love names? I love hearing the names of children, don't you? And when we um, get our new people coming uh, on the internet to get above rubies for the first time, there is a place for them to put their husband's name and their children's name if you they would like to do that. And, oh, I love it. And uh, I will say to my Above Rubies helpers, oh, as they are, you know, doing the names and and doing a magazine for the new person, I'll say, please tell me any interesting names because I love to hear them. So the Hartman children, they start with McKenna, and uh, she is the most amazing girl. How old is she now? 21. 21 now. Yes. Oh, she's amazing. And uh, she has a lovely young man, Mm -hmm. and God has been so good to bring them together. And then there's Eden and Hallie and Ethan and Asher and Levi and Emily Kate and Annalee and Solomon (laughs) and little Ezra. And so they're just taking the two oldest girls. So their boys are going to be staying over at the Allisons, and those boys are all going to be looking after themselves. <laughs> I can't imagine oh, what it's going goodness. to be like. But uh, even yesterday, uh, the boy, they all, they shot a rabbit. Well, they yep. said the three of them shot it, but I don't know which <laughs> one actually did. So um, um, anyway, they're going to have fun together, and yes. I'll have all the Allison girls and the Hartman younger girls here. Mm-hmm. So that'll be wonderful, and they all just love each other. Yes. So they'll just have the most wonderful, wonderful time. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Alison and her husband Daniel, uh, they uh, put on Above Ruby's family retreats down in Panama City in Florida. And, uh, oh, this retreat is just the best that you could ever attend. And you don't have to live in Florida Mm -hmm. because families come from all over the country because they can just get to the beach. It's right right on the beach. So it's so wonderful. And so it's April. If you're up in the colder states and you just want to get some sun uh, before it gets to you, come down to that retreat. Make a note of it. Have you got a pen and paper? This year, the retreat is the 23rd to the 26th of April. That's the weekend, the main part of the retreat. But this retreat has become so popular that so many of the families want to come for a whole week just to hang out together. So from Wednesday to Wednesday, the 22nd to the 29th, you can choose to come for the whole week, just hang out with other wonderful families and at the beach, uh, and then you're there for the main um, weekend. And others will come just for the weekend. You have your choice to do whichever you would like. But you've just got to start planning to come. Yes. It's so cool. And Alison is the most amazing organizer, and she just runs such a great retreat. Mm. It's going to be so cool. It's so fun. What have you got to say yeah. about it, Alison? I agree. It is It is the highlight of our family's year. We look yes. forward to it. It's our family vacation. And yes. it really, if you, if you can um, agree with me, I think it's almost become like a a youth reunion. All these oh, young people have yes. come we have together. So many oh, young people. We're, we're, oh goodness me! When I saw all the young people, right. you know, getting together, I think there were more young people I than adults. So. Yes, and they and have so, so much fun. They don't do a lot of sleeping. I know they stay up. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> but they have so much fun, and oh, they not just yes. having you know, not just playing volleyball and and swimming in the ocean, but they. Uh, they encourage each other. They, they're, yes. you're, you're seeing little clusters praying for each other, yes. and um, the oh, they more, go down to the beach pray yep, together yep. at night. So, how many volleyball courts are there? There's oh um, goodness, what know. eight? Yes, yeah. Yes. There's a lot. So we'll there's do a, a competitive volleyball yes. tournament. And, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh wow! And um, in fact. When I was growing up, um, my parents, they also attended a Christian family camp once a year. And it was the highlight Mm -hmm. of our lives growing up, too. I can remember just waiting for that retreat, that camp to get together. And, of course, you met people, you got to know people. Mm -hmm. And that's what has happened with the young people. They have just got to know one another. Like your children Mm -hmm. are so, they are now just, best friends with right. all of our right. um, you know grandchildren here yeah. and the, it's just so, so encouraging to find other families that are like-minded because at home most mm. of us don't have that no. uh, you might in a, a few families at church you can relate to but these have become um, I think these are kids and or young people that my my girls will will mm. they'll be in their wedding one day they'll oh, yes. they're gonna yes. be friends for life and oh, and same yes. with me I I've met you know close friends that I will forever be you know tight with oh, yes so. so wonderful and uh, Colin and I we actually met at this 
camp that we went to every year. And so I'm a great believer in camps as a great place for young people to find one another because, you know, it's not easy to find a godly wife or a godly husband to to come amongst families of kindred spirits. And I mean, you know, you just see whatever God does. If he does it, Mm -hmm. well, that's great if he doesn't. But there's that opportunity. And it's so beautiful. I think that we've had families come from as far away as New Zealand and yes. Canada, yes. and each of them have said it might not be the next year because of money, but we'll yes. we'll be back. Yes. And uh, I think there's just not anything you can do for your family uh, better better use of time and money than oh, getting yes. together with twenty to forty other families that you're really going to connect with mm. and and stay in contact with for years to come. Yes, so anyway, if you're interested and want to find out more, just go to the Above Rubies website, aboverubies.org, O-R-G, and check it out, and you'll be able to find Alison's phone number, give her a call, whatever, and uh, we just hope you can come. It would be yes. just so and neat. And we always book up, so it, it definitely, we have some openings now, but we every year we've, we've filled yes, it up. Yes, so. yes, yes. So that's going to be exciting. And uh, so while I'm, you're here with us, Alison, um, let me ask you. Okay, you're coming up, 11 children. Now, how do you keep 11 children together from all these varying ages, McKenna, 21, right down to the little ones? Um, how do you keep family togetherness? What do you do in your family? I think I think that's just such a such an important thing, especially um, even if you have one or two children. In today's world, uh, it seems like every uh, every activity is created to divide the family. Um, mm. Whether it's church, whether it's uh, meals, whether it's sports activities, I just see so many families, you know. Um, just just maybe not even intentionally, but they're just dividing, and so. Um, thankfully my husband's very, uh, very particular about, um, keeping us together. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just, it's so neat to see the younger ones, um, being loved on by the older ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so one thing, of course we, we do is we have a family business. Um, so we, we literally live together, work together, play Mm -hmm. together. Uh, and, and so we're blessed the fact that our business has grown to where we, we actually need, uh, all hands on deck when we do, uh, we have a photography business. So when we're in the middle of, um, our busy season, which would be spring for us, spring pictures, we do live animals, uh, and then Christmas. And then, uh, we do about 40 public and private schools that we have contracts with. So when we're doing pictures, we literally can't do it without a crew. Mm -hmm. Um, well, as the girls have gotten older, we've, we've not been, uh, needing to hire outside the family a whole lot. Mm -hmm. We can pretty much do our Eastern Christmas season in house, meaning within our house. So Except my, you now, um, you brought in yes. McKenna's young man. <laughs> yes. oh, he was a blessing. Yes, too, he is it? a blessing. He <laughs> is. And, and he's going to be even more of a blessing because I'll have a baby in the middle of our busiest Easter season. Yes. And for us, uh, we're about the only photographer in our area that does four different live animals for Easter. And so we'll do about 400 families, um, do 
different photo shoots for about 400 families. Well, mm. it's impossible for me with a newborn to, mm. to do it all. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, need Josiah's help. Yes. But my girls are so, I get so many compliments on them saying, wow, they're, they're, they do great without you, you know, and yeah. I, which is to me, the, 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 the goal is to clone yourself in yes. your, in your older girls to where you can almost let mm-hmm. them. But going back to keeping us a unit, um, we used to go to a big mega church and I, I felt like every time we'd walk in the door, uh, it was like all these signs that were, uh, basically separating our family. Okay. Babies go here. Toddlers go here. Young people go here. The teenagers go here. And it just didn't feel right. I know it works for some people. Um, but, but sadly, I think most people just do it because that's what they think everybody should do. Mm. I think that's what most of us become the victims of what everybody else does. Yeah. And I think we have to be a go against the flow kind of, kind of moms. You have Mm. to be intentional with keeping your family together. It's not going to happen accidentally. You have to uh, deliberately Mm. set up a system in your home to where you you don't get pulled apart. I mean, we even have friends that have a big family and they say, goodness, it just seems like everybody's in their own room on their device or everybody's with a different friend or whatever. And of course, you know, that, that, that does happen. Um, but I, I think as mothers and fathers, we have to be deliberate and not letting it happen mm. yes. on a regular basis. Mm. I believe it. And I think, as you said, you said a word there, intentional. Yep. You have to be intentional. Yep. And we as mothers, we have such power in the family. And, uh, of course, I think you know one of my favorite affirmations is things don't just happen. You have to make them happen. That's right. And if we just let our family go with the flow and what's happening and even what's happening even amongst other Christian families. And look, it will just sort of weaken. Mm -hmm. Another one of my affirmations, I keep thinking of affirmations because I believe affirmations are so powerful. And that is when you have to make decisions about something for your family, this is what I say to ask yourself. Will it weaken the family? If it's going to weaken the family, don't do it. That's right. But if it will strengthen the family and keep it together, go for it. Right. And and that's how we determine what we'll do. It's a very easy decision. Is this going to cause our family to all go in different directions and weaken us as a family unit? Or is it going to keep us together and strengthen it? So. You do what's going to strengthen it. If it's going to weaken it, forget it. Even if it's what everybody else is doing. Are we just going to be mothers who are victims? Now, today, so many of our young people are victims to society. But we as parents become victims. We are victims to just what everybody else is doing. And I believe we need to rise up as mothers of strength and purpose and vision and know what we want for our families and make it happen. Right, right. And we do that, what, sh- what is going to keep them together and strengthen them and build mm-hmm. it. 
Amen. And I think so many moms lately are, are wanting to, to befriend their children, which there's nothing wrong with being friends with our children. I mean, me and my Good. girls are the best of oh, friends. Yes. Just but like, I, don't, yeah. I don't really, uh, I, I try not to make decisions based on whether they're going to like me. Mm-hmm. Because I think down the road, uh, so you and I have talked a lot about cell phones and, and, and mm-hmm. internet and social media. Um, I really think that's one of the biggest problems in our families mm-hmm. today. Um, and, and not just in public school homes, uh, not just mm-hmm. in unchurched homes. I'm talking Christian homes, yes. Christian school kids mm-hmm. are literally becoming, their identity is based on what things people think of them in social media. Um, their, their communication, their interaction, their relationships are completely uh, based on their device. So mm-hmm. they have friends with people that they really don't know. Mm-hmm. They're just friends with mm-hmm. them, in quotes. Um, and these parents, I, I have a brother who was asking me, you know, what do, what do you think about a cell phone? And, you know, to me, I thought his children were too young. Well, he opted for a flip phone, which I was quite impressed because you you can be a little more uh, mm-hmm. careful with your your children with an old old school flip phone um but like you and i were saying even as adults i think it's hard to have self-control with a cell phone and with Mm -hmm. a smartphone um and and so how can we expect our little ones i mean i've seen them in these public schools we do photo shoots at as young as second grade walking around with a you know, nine hundred dollar flip uh, cell phone, a smartphone. Truly, you know, do they are they allowed to just do that in public schools? A lot, a lot of them, a lot of them. The, the teachers can't say anything. It depends really? on the state, and it seems yeah. like in the county we're in, it depends mm. on the school what they're. Because I'll even say, "Wow, you guys are allowed to have your phones out," and they'll say, "Oh, my parent, my teachers don't care." Really? Um, yeah, and they, so how you know, do they teach them when they're most probably looking right, at their phones? Right, and they do it in desk. the name of oh, it's safety to be able to get a hold of your parents. But what do we do, growing? up we went to the office and called our parents if we needed them Uh, it wasn't Mm. this un um this unlimited access to uh Mm. to the internet and to um and so i think you know cell phones i i just see it you you go to a restaurant and you see a family of Mm. of however many even a couple um and and almost i don't even know eight out of ten of them are primarily yeah. on their phones, separated yeah. from each other. They may look yeah. like Sitting they're together, at a table together, but they're but completely they're separated, and they're all doing different things. I know. And again, it's something that mm. I struggle with, and so I can't imagine if I gave my 13-year-old boy. So my my children are. Yes. How do you do it in your family? Well, because, my 21-year-old yes. obviously has a phone, mm. um, but I completely trust her integrity. Mm. Uh, my 17-year-old has a phone. I'm. I have a rule that if I say, hand me your phone, they have to hand it to me at any moment. And mm. I, I'm allowed to check everything. My 15-year-old and under do not have one. Mm. And in our circle, I guess, of friends, uh, that's even unusual that they mm. don't have one. Mm. Um, but w- every now and then we'll run into a family that says, oh, my my teenagers don't have one either. And I'm, you know, it's very like, yes, yes. Uh, other people are the same way. And, and so one thing that influenced me a lot in this area was we went to a conference a couple of years ago and uh, Josh McDowell is a well-known speaker and author. He said that he speaks all over the world and parents uh, ask him a very common question. They'll say, at what age, Josh, should I get my child uh, a smartphone? And they're genuinely asking. Mm-hmm. And his answer is, as soon as you're ready for them to be looking at pornography. So if you're ready for your eight-year-old to be looking at pornography, then get them a smartphone because that's most likely what's going to happen. They may not even mean to. I remember we were researching 
something about uh, wakeboarding because we were looking up some uh, equipment to buy for our boat and and pornography popped up just by mm-hmm. typing in a something water sport related. It was it was amazing. I was like, whoa, this is awful. And thankfully, we were sitting mm-hmm. at the computer and we were able to turn it off quickly. But a a ten year old, a thirteen year old, they, they don't have the um, they they don't have the good judgment yet. Even good kids that you're trying to raise mm-hmm. well, I don't see many of them. I, I can't imagine my thirteen and under making a good decision and saying, hmm, this is probably not what I want, need to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they would, but why take that yeah. chance? Yeah. So my answer would be you're never. They in- need to have some maturity. Now, I have here uh, Chalice, who, and my beautiful granddaughter, who's recording for us at the moment. Now, you've only just recently got an iPhone, haven't you? How long ago did you get your iPhone? Um, you just used the family one before that, didn't you? Five months ago. Yeah. So wow. here she is, 20-year-old girl. That's great. Um, 19. <laughs> 19. Just coming up 20. <laughs> yes. And uh, she's only just got her one. own. And you didn't even want it. <laughs> yes. Mm. And um, But I actually can remember about six years ago, um, Colin and I were ministering in the UK, taking meetings there. We went to each um, United Kingdom country and we took Chally with us. She was only 14 then. And um, it was just such a delight to have her with us. But one day I was just sitting on the bed, just preparing for a message. And um, I was going to talk about social media. And I said to Charlie, you may not even remember Charlie, <laughs> but I remember. And I said to her, now, Charlie, you've got your iPad for your schoolwork there. And, you know, what would you do if something came up that was bad? I mean, what have your parents said to do? How, what would you do? And I'll never forget her response. It it just came out of her. She didn't think. She just said, oh, Nana, I would vomit. I would be horrified. Mm. And I thought that was so amazing because um, it wasn't as though there was something there that she had inside her. Mm. It wasn't just she had to have perimeters from the outside. It was in her that she would be repulsed. And I think our children have got to get that. You know, a lot of parents will put um, parameters on their uh, iPhones and stuff for their children, and that's good. But the most powerful protection is what they have on the inside, isn't it? And I think that comes from us as parents because the Bible talks about abhorring that which is evil and loving that which is good. And so we have to have that attitude as parents. There is something about us that abhors evil. Okay, we don't just tolerate it. Oh, that's not very good. No, when there is evil or we hear about something that is obnoxious and an abominable to God and and uh, we will state and we say, yes, and God hates that. And this it's a slap in the face to God and we don't want anything to do with it. We are adamant. We Mm -hmm. are passionate about hating evil. And and I think somehow our children can get that in their spirit. So inside there is a hate for evil. And as Chalice, as a young girl then, said, oh, I would vomit, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think that's important. And I'm sad to say that I don't even see that a lot in, you know, the general 
sort of Christian young people mm. today. They don't seem to have that. They're caught up like the world. And, and um, there has to be that something. Yes, if they have iPhones, and so many have, and you know, but, but they know how to use them. But as you were saying, mm. goodness, even us adults. Now, I know myself. I am so passionate for the Word of God. I love the Word. I live in the Word. And, um, you know, I love to have my Bible and read it. But I read it also on my iPhone because I have my um, Strong's Concordance app, which I love because I can look up any word in the Hebrew and in the Greek, and so I'm using it all the time. But when I first wake in the morning, what do I do? And I've had to make this. I have to make it happen. I have to, when I turn my iPhone on, go to the Word. Hmm. Now, there are so many temptations. Because <laughs> ding, 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 these crazy so messages true. come in. And I think, oh, I better check that message. Or I better check that. Do you know it takes all my self-control to say, wow. no, I'm going to have the Word first. That's so good. Now, okay, that comes from maturity and from my absolute passionate love for the word. But what about young people mm -hmm. who they haven't that, you know, many have not got that yet. Mm -hmm. So they can say, oh, well, I'll read the Bible on my iPhone. They go to read it and ding, 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 messages, this, that. Oh, it's all coming from everywhere. And they're just going to be pulled apart. That's why actually... Now today, oh goodness me, we just, we just somehow things take over, don't they? But I hate it that everybody just brings their iPhones to church to read their Bibles now because it's I so know, yeah. I know that they're not all reading their Bibles. Sure. And I have, well, usually I'm sitting in the front seat because I'm a front seater because I believe in being in the front, really, because you sit at the back and, you know, you're just looking around. And, but on the odd occasion, if I've been at some meeting and I've come in late and I'm at the back, I will do some observing. Oh, my. Mm. It's horrific. I bet. I see people. They haven't got the word open. They are looking at messages. They're looking at Facebook. They're scrolling down all their stuff in church. Right. It is abominable. Mm -hmm. I, I just wish we could get back to everybody bring their Bibles and they're opening up their Bibles and because they won't be tempted. It's not that they are bringing their iPhones to do it, but it's all those dings and bells and, and, you know, messages coming through. Right. They are so right. tempting. <clears throat> Notifications, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's... And you know the creator of these, these iPhones, you know, that they do have that in their back, back of their mind. Yes. I mean, this is very, very purposeful. It's such distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and if we as adults, mm -hmm. mature adults, have to fight those distractions... Right. What about our children? And so I don't think, you know, even as our children are getting older and, you know, the time comes when, you know, in this world it's just part of life, um, we do have to teach them how to use them. I think we have to, I mean, I use mine and I, um, I use it though. I want to use it as a tool. 
a tool to get out, um, you know, the truth because they're getting out so much junk and deception and lies and, and, and stuff that's so anti-God on the mm. social media today. But why can't we, as God's people, get out the truth? Now, if we can use it as a tool like that and you see it as a tool to get it out, but who does that? Very, very few. But I think we can even teach our young people to do that, right. you know? Um, they can begin to write stuff that's standing up for truth and get it out yeah. on their Facebooks and and uh, they can share stuff that's good and, and powerful, and you know. So, so we do have to, we don't just give them an iPhone. We, we prepare them to say, okay, th if this is now at the age that they have, you know, they could have one that they know how to use it mm. and that they know how to have discipline. Sure. Yes. Well, and I think every everything in our in our family should should look uh, different, not necessarily for different sake, but we should teach our children to be against the the flow and, yes. and not be followers but yes. be leaders. And so yes. it would it, it it to me it's encouraging when I see a young person that's sharing a scripture, or sharing something encouraging on social media because yes, so, so many great. posts are so yes. you know just so negative and so um mm. dis destructive uh so it can be used for the good yes. our our business is so oh goodness we couldn't do our business without no. social media so you just but you just have to yeah and, and going back to something you had said about you know keeping the family together and and if you if it's destructive to the family then don't do it mm. i just thought of a couple things that that typically you would think would separate the family um but i think in our situation we've tried to make it the opposite so mm. uh sports yes. in in most families uh, world sports would be a very divisive um, activity. Mm. So you have you know one kid, one child on a on a soccer field. Yeah. You have another on a volleyball court at the same time. And so then mom's grabbing dinner with one, and dad's grabbing mm. dinner with the other. And so you you just constantly um, all over the place. Uh, and then some families even do year round sports where they're literally in a sport every mm. every. And so. Some families have said, well, then we're just not doing any sports. And anyone who does sports is wrong. Um, and I, I, we have a, a couple daughters that are just, just really talented in, in volleyball. And some boys who are really, really good in soccer. And they enjoy it. And so we've, we've tried to make that. Um, how can that bring our family together? And, and it honestly has. We go to every single game as a family, mm. um, you can't miss us at these games. We have our, our kids, our children, we have our bananas, we have our, you know, thermoses and we, you know, we show up, you can't miss us being there. Um, but we cheer as a family. up with your pro-life t-shirts That's right. On. Yes. Yes. And we have our Choose Life shirts on. And uh, yes, Allison, um, she designed a pro-life t-shirt and, and, uh, on the front it says, I choose, choose life. life. Yep. And on the back you've got, um, it says, uh, a person is a person no matter how small. And yes. And I love seeing when you come with as a family, everyone has got a shirt on. That's right. Yes. That's right. In fact, you can contact Alison and yeah. get um, your family sized up. She's yes. got a shirt for every size. Yep, for everyone. <laughs> and so we would we 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 made volleyball become a 
uh, a family sport. We put a mm. court in our backyard. We play as a family. We go to the games as a family. And and, and then we were talking about mealtime. Well, before we go on yeah. to that, just on the sport thing, actually, um, I, we put in a volleyball court here at yes. our place about 18 months ago. Y'all had to and keep I, up I think, with the Florida yes, people. And you guys came up about just not long after we put it yeah. in. It was July 4th. And, of course, you were really into volleyball. So our all our grandchildren, they were just getting into it. And, yeah. um, of course, they didn't like being beaten by the <laughs> Floridians. Yep, yep, so yep. they really had to practice. But I think it was one of the best things that oh, we yeah. did here. And then you guys, of course, you went home and put a court in. Put a court in. But, um, you know, during the spring and the summer and the fall, um, I can look out here at night and we've got lights out there on the court. And, just see the young people around here on the hilltop uh, playing at 10 o'clock at night. They're out right. there playing together. And uh, it's just ho- so wholesome and There's so There's no reason wonderful. why you can't do things like that as a family. Even well, if the dad's not as good as maybe the kid, the children, there's no reason that you guys all can't jump in and do something. I think families that play together, mm. they stay together. Yes. And, and, and most of our families here, they don't actually do go to sports because they find that it's so... Well, you guys live so we, far from everything. I know, we do. <laughs> but they play sports. They yes, play volleyball. Yes. Well, they're, they're not doing that. They're they're playing soccer on the That's field right. or they're playing other things. They are doing sports right. together right. all the time. And often you don't have to just do it the way everybody right. does it. We so, right. We're so victims. Yeah. I think we have to get out of the victim men- mentality and of just thinking, okay, this is what you do. Um, and you don't have to. There are other ways and you can think of other ideas. Yeah. You yeah. know. But the, the thing is, keeping... Um, your family together. Right. That's that's the thing. And I isn't see it? I see a lot of families uh, rarely eating meals together, and that's mm. something again going back to the word intentional. It isn't easy. There's nothing yeah. easy about we. I had a, a client re- write to me the other couple months ago and just said, I, I see your family always together on Facebook, and and I just I'm I'm so kind of envious of that. And I, I ask her a few questions about, you know, well, what do you let your children do? And, it, you know, she would have to make a lot of changes that maybe mm. she, she may not be willing to make. So you may have to take that iPhone from your, from your 10-year-old. You mm. may have to stop some friendships that they're uh, pouring themselves into. You may have to purposely have a family dinner. And our family dinners don't look like everyone else's. Uh, you know, we're not sitting at home baking bread and, and sitting down at a meal. Sometimes it, it looks very different than other families, but we almost always have dinner together. Um, and that's something that my husband's really, really yeah. uh, firm about. Makes it happen. Uh, yeah, you have to make it happen. Mm. And it may be at 10 o'clock at night, or it may be at 4 o'clock because, you know, you're all leaving at different times. But he feels like, and I feel like, it's so important mm. that you have to, like you said, make it happen. Yes, um, yes. And so, and I think I talked about this last week um, when I was talking about table tips that 
that's one law that we should have in our families that we don't allow. If there are iPhones in the family, we don't bring them to the family meal right. table because they are such a competition and such an interruption to our family right. togetherness. Well, and again, you can look oh, like you're together at the table, you're but you're not together. And that's the wonderful thing of the table is it's the drawing together. It's not just eating a meal. It's the fellowship together, isn't it? Mm. And uh, so we have to, I hope that you um, remembered that from last week and perhaps maybe you're making that a part of your uh, meal table too, that you don't have iPhones there. <laughs> yes, yeah. so anyway, um, time is coming to an end in this session, but um, I'd so, like to do another session. Yeah, now, yeah, have you got fair. time, Chell, for one more? Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> yes. Well, I think in summary of that of that segment was was just the things that typically will bring the family uh, apart. You can use those same things to bring your family together. Yes, you don't exactly. have to make the excuse of well, we can never have dinner together, or my kids play sports, or or we go to church, and so we have to. No, you can use those same activities yes. to bring your family together. Amen. Lord God, we thank you that we can chat together about these things. And, and although we're chatting here, Lord, we are coming into the homes of all these precious families. And I pray your blessing upon them today. And Lord, that the things we're sharing will be an encouragement to them. Uh, and you will pour out your spirit upon all these precious wives and mothers and you will put a new strength in them and a new vision and a new anointing to do what is right to strengthen their families to build their families to keep their families together help them to be strong to uh, say no to all the things that weaken families today and uh, lord i pray that you will make them strong anointed godly mothers in the midst of this deceived world in the name of jesus amen, amen. 